Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Tea Talks with Guru. We get to listen to some pretty good book reviews while learning about one of the most famous beverages in the world, tea. I'm your host, Ex-Guru, and today we'll be continuing our reading of Persian mythology in Aladdin and the Arabian Nights. But first, our tea of the day. Today, we will speak a bit on Taiwanian tea. It is a Chinese variant of oolong tea from the Anzi country of the Fujian province. This tea is actually a wide category of teas, which makes it unique. They can be oxidized or roasted at varying degrees, and all of them have a different flavor profile. So depending on how much you oxidize or roast them, each of them will have their own unique flavor, and I think that's really cool. They all have leaves shaped like small tightly rolled balls, and they don't have any branches. So Taiwanian tea can help with weight loss, can help with regulating bad cholesterol, and it also improves bone density, so it's a really versatile tea with a really wide range of health benefits. Now on to the story. If you remember our last episode in The Merchant and the Genie, the genie has now come to reap the merchant's life. However, the two old men that met the merchant have asked, to tell the genie their stories. So this is the story of the first old man, the story of the first old man and the hind. Just for reference, a hind is a female red deer, and that's according to Google. Right. This hind you see is my wife, whom I married when she was 12 years old, and we lived together for 20 years without having any children. My desire of having children induced me to adopt the son of a slave. My wife, being jealous, de- jealous, cherished a hate for both the child and his mother, but concealed her aversion so well that I knew nothing of it till it was too late. While I, I was away on a long journey, she applied herself to magic, and by her enchantments, she changed the child into a calf and the mother into a cow and gave them both into the charge of my farmer. On my return, I inquired for the mother and the child. The slave said she is dead, and as for your adopted son, I know not what is become of him. I have not seen him these two months. I was afflicted at the death of the slave, but as my son had only disappeared, I was in hopes he would shortly return. However, eight months passed, and I heard nothing of him. When the festival of the great Bairam was to be celebrated, I sent to my farmer for one of the fattest cows to sacrifice. He accordingly sent me one, and I bound her, but as I was going to sacrifice her, she bellowed piteously, and I could perceive tears streaming from her eyes. This seemed to me very extraordinary, and finding myself moved but with compassion, I could not find it in my heart to give her a blow but ordered my farmer to get another. My wife, who was present, was enraged at my tenderness, and resisting an order which disappointed her malice, she cried out, What are you doing, husband? Sacrifice that cow. Your farmer has not a finer, no one fitter for the festival. Out of deference to my wife, I ordered the farmer, less compassionate than myself, to sacrifice her. But when he flayed her, he found her to be nothing except bones, though to us she seemed very fat. Take her away, said I to him, dispose of her in arms, or any way you please, and if you have a very fat calf, 
bring it me in her stead. He returned with a fat calf, which, as soon as it beheld me, made so great an effort to come near me that he broke his cord, threw himself at my feet, with his head against the ground, as if he meant to excite my compassion and implore me not to be so cruel as to take his life. I was more surprised and affected with this action than with the tears of the cow, and, addressing my wife, said, Wife, I will not sacrifice this calf, and pray do not you oppose me. The wicked woman had no regard to my wishes, but urged me until I yielded. I tied the poor creature, and, taking up the fatal knife, was going to plunge it into the calf's throat, when, turning his eyes, baited with tears, in a languishing manner, towards me, he affected me so much that I had not the strength to kill him. I let the knife fall, and told my wife positively that I would have another calf to sacrifice, and pacified her a little by promising that I would sacrifice him again the Byram of the following year. The following morning, my farmer desired to speak with me alone. He told me that his daughter, who had some skill in magic, desired to see me. When she was admitted, she informed me that while I was on my journey, my wife had changed the slave into a cow and the child into a calf. She could not restore the slave who, in the shape of a cow, had been sacrificed, but she could give me my adopted son again, and would do so if she might have him for a husband, and also punish my wife as she deserved. When I had given my consent to these proposals, the damsel then took a vessel full of water, pronounced over it words that I did not understand, and throwing the water over the calf, he in an instant recovered his natural form. My son, my dear son, cried I, immediately embracing him, with a transport of joy, this young maid has removed the horrible charm by which you were enchanted, and I doubt not but an acknowledgement you will make your deliverer your wife, as I have promised. He joyfully consented, but, before they married, she changed my wife into a hind, and this is she whom you see here. Since that time, my son has become a widower, and gone to travel, it being now several years since I heard of him, I am come abroad to inquire after him, and not being willing to trust anybody with my wife, till I should return home, I thought fit to take her everywhere with me. This is the history of myself and this hind. Is it not one of the most wonderful and surprising? I admit it is, said the genie, and on that account, forgive the merchant one half of his crime. When the first old man had finished his story, the second who led the two black dogs addressed the genie and said, I am going to tell you what happened to me and these two black dogs you see by me, but when I have done this, I hope you will pardon the merchant the other half of his offence. I will, replied the genie, provided your story surpass that of the hind. Then the second old man began in this manner. So that is the end of one of the stories which hopefully will make the merchant be forgiven by the genie. I think it was pretty, again, uh, very, you know, fairy tale-ish, very otherworldly, very magical, but I think it was pretty cool. I like these stories. They're very uh, relaxing to read, even if they um kind of gruesome, you know, because they aren't the usual Disney vision that shows sparkles and rainbows and butterflies and all that. So that brings us to the end of today's episode. Uh, once again, thank you for tuning in. And if you feel so obliged, give me a follow on Instagram at Kudo. 
You can also find this podcast on Spotify, Amazon Music, and Samsung Podcasts, as well as the Acast platform. If you have a book you'd like reviewed or that you would like to review with me, feel free to DM me on Instagram at ttalkswithkudo or via my email at the same handle. Thanks for listening and see you next time.